Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition, where we allow unicorns into the studio. Uh, but also, we want to remind you that it was actually Dr. Beverly Crusher who once said, we have to dream in order to survive. But I'm also fairly certain that she didn't have this nightmare in mind. Rude. <laughs> we have a ton of comments already. We've got, uh, let's see, three geeks. What's up, live chat? Whoop, whoop. Hope everyone's having a nice day. Whoops, wrong account. Uh, Jason Taylor, that's better. Hi, Jason. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Ready for Kathleen talk to start? Woohoo! Let's do it! And when is Nick's OnlyFans starting? Tim mentioned it in one of the socials, or maybe I read that wrong. It was actually a threat to everybody that if y'all didn't like sign up to our Facebook account, you guys are going to mess around and get some feet pics. And I don't have pretty feet, so you guys pretty much want to sign up. Nobody has uh, pretty feet. Feet are gross. Pretty much, yeah. That is why they then, are uh, all the way down away from you. Hello, Rosie. Welcome. Glad to have you here and hope you guys uh, enjoy the live show tonight. Nick is muted. Nick is muted or else he'd have something really cool to tell you, I'm sure, because that mouth was moving. We still can't hear you. You've unmuted and... <laughs> the internet does not like Nick tonight. It happens. There's free whiskey at the Watts home, apparently, so I'm... Sorry, bottles! So, uh, until Nick can get his microphone fixed, uh, we'll just go ahead and say what he was going to say. Well, yeah. So, before we get into tonight's show, we need to say thanks to our show partner, Level Up Sabres. And then... So whoopsie daisies, <laughs> you were still talking and I And was... then we got rid of Nick, apparently. Yeah, he sent a message to the private chat. Apparently he's having some uh, tech issues and so they're kicking him out and it happens. It happens. So, but uh, if you saw that, uh, here is the link for you guys to go ahead and click. That will give you one of these super cool level up lightsabers that I forgot to turn on because I was busy laughing at the fact that I shut down Kathleen from talking. Um, but if you should want one of these super cool level up savers, amazingly put constructed and built, then, uh, you need to go check out level up savers with the link that is down below, because that my friends by purchasing one from that link helps our show continue to grow. We get a cut of that and, uh, it helps us offset our weekly, our weekly bills. Don't and, do durability demonstrations against your own hand. That hurt. No. And it is definitely not uh, Josiah. And that is so not how <laughs> I spell my last name. But hey, nice try, Jason. Good, good, good on you. Uh, <laughs> he was trying. I'm going to give him an A for effort. I mean, he's, he's you know, way off the reservation on it. But, you Timothy know. Patrick Star by Siegel. And there it is. And okay. So, we, so anyway, I'm doing the show by myself tonight. And... Uh, but no, I want Patrick not... Star because SpongeBob. And and yes, John, these lightsabers are better 
than a stick. So, uh, but one more thing here real quick, guys. If you want to help us offset some of the costs that we've been talking about, you can either buy a lightsaber that with the link that was shown down below, or you can always buy us a coffee. That's right, because we like coffee. And although we'll probably buy our own coffee when you donate this money, we're probably going to use it to offset some costs. But either way, it's a nice thought, and we really do appreciate it. So, yeah, so there's that. And uh, just real quick, uh, sudden but inevitable, but actually it's Open Pike Night. Jesse is here. Jesse from Open Pike Night. If, By the way, if you guys aren't listening to Open Pike Night or haven't subscribed to their YouTube channel yet and you're a Star Trek fan, you are severely missing out. They have some amazing content there and they're getting some really cool guests from Strange New Worlds. We've been playing their, their commercial the last couple weeks on the live show. Go check them out. Go give them a listen. You will not be disappointed. But while you're doing that, buy us, buy us a coffee. It's right there in the links. It'll be down in the show notes as well. Am I working now? Yay! Okay. Welcome! We can, we can hear the Nick. So. Well, as I was so rudely interrupted by the internet, I was going to say, Kathleen, but feet are the first thing you look at when you meet a person. So. They, wait, wait, what? They are? Yeah, you, you like start from the bottom and you work your way up. Well, Is I that mean, why you don't have a lot of friends? Have you worried them and concerned them all by looking at their feet first? I usually make eye contact first. But I mean, hey, you do you, boo-boo. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I don't make it a habit to look at anybody's feet. Right Ever. back at you, Jesse. Because feet are gross. So, and uh, he says, hey, Jason. And John Lyde said he missed your beautiful speaking voice. Anyway, we have some guests waiting, waiting for us so patiently in this gr virtual green room. Nick, who are they? I don't know. I have to pull my thing up. Uh, oh, so let's, welcome, let's welcome our guest tonight, Jesse and Michelle from the Crusher Convo podcast. Oh, I need to hold on. Normally, I would already bring them in, but I just need after that comment. All right. And here we go. <laughs> I hear squeaking, cackling from the other room. I was say, I, I'm positive you're hearing cackling from the other room. Okay. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Uh, no, Jason, you did not miss anything. And uh, no, not feet first. Please do not scare the people that you talk to. So. All right. As much as I love the sweatshirt, it's too hot. <laughs> All right. So, Jesse, Michelle, thank you so much. Welcome to the FSF podcast. Glad you guys could join us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you. Hey, before we get into anything tonight, take a moment, tell everybody about your show, Crusher Convo Podcast, what it's about, where people can find it, and uh, Nick will wait a moment until his next comment. <laughs> um, I guess that question's for me. So I started Crusher Convo on Twitter Space back in July just to have conversations with fellow Beverly Crusher fans, and it got popular enough that it became a podcast and we started just this year on January 1st. So um, yeah, it's been really great. It's literally, um, we are deep diving the next generation in the eyes of Beverly Crusher and That's why cool. she is such a pivotal character and role model for a lot of fans. So that's our okay. intent. <laughs> that is Very cool. cool. So let me ask you this as somebody now I've uh, for many people who've, who've listened, have known for that for years, I have mocked Star Trek openly. Um, and I, I, I am just getting to a point where I'm actually 
like Strange New Worlds was my gateway drug. I, I started watching that. I very much enjoyed it. I've gone back. I started watching the original series, um, Captain Kirk issues aside. Uh, I still don't like William Shatner, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother time. Yep. But what is it about Beverly Crusher that made you say, I want to have a, a conversation about this particular sci-fi universe, but from this perspective? For me, I actually just started watching Star Trek last year. So February of 2022, my husband finally convinced me. It was his favorite show growing up. And when I started watching it, she kind of stuck out in my opinion. I used to be a single mom. I was in college. I you know, tried to build a career, stuff like that. So I had that connection to her character. And then I also kind of have a connection with the whole Picard and Crusher dynamic because my husband and I were best friends before we got married. So there was just a lot of connections for me. And I just thought that how Gates played the character was very well done. And I think a lot of her episodes are underrated. And so I just wanted to bring that to light. But I know Michelle has a totally different story than mine. All right. <laughs> Well, cool, Michelle. Tell us about your about your your the side origin story. The well, origin story. Yeah. Yes, mine is a little hey, different. We're all we're all geeks here. We love or, a good origin story. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up on Star Trek. My dad introduced it to me when I was eight. Uh, he started with the motion picture, which probably isn't the best way to get an eight year old involved in Star Trek or nine year old. I can't remember exactly when, but uh, I love the T. I love TOS. My favorite uh, character was Bones. So. William Shatner issues aside, I love Spock and Bones. And I have to say TNG came to me later, kind of like Jesse. I finally, my friend was really into TNG when we were growing up. And she, you know, a few people cyber suggested and convinced me to watch TNG because Star Trek Picard was coming on. And I just fell in love with it. But I remember watching it when I was little and I connected with Beverly Crusher even at a young age because I would occasionally my dad would watch TNG. I watch it occasionally. Um, my family, like we had, my parents had a lot of, my mom had a lot of medical issues when I was young growing up and I was around hospitals and doctors a lot. So I really appreciated Beverly's compassion and the way that she treated her patients and the way that she respected um, most of the time, <laughs> respected her patients. Uh, and I really loved her relationship with Wesley as opposed to the big scary captain that hated kids that didn't really appeal to me when I was eight or nine years old. So, but I grew to love TNG and, uh, but Jesse and I actually connected through the X-Files first. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. We were both X-Files fans. And then I saw she was watching TNG and what, what about Beverly? So <laughs> we kind of got reached chatting. Out. Yeah, yeah. We kind of got chatting. And then um, Jesse had created Crusher Convo several months later because we were chatting about it, like DMing with some other Bev heads. And uh, as a lot of people have used that term recently. Starfleet Boy actually told us about it. Um, and we were also listening to um, Green Shirts and Open Pipe yeah. Night. Yeah. So many props to them. They helped basically this podcast would not exist without them. So yes. Jesse, Cam, John, uh, Bobby, Marcy uh rob thank you right. and yeah yeah so enough with the shout outs i know but yeah so jesse and i connected and she started like we started chatting about it through twitter spaces and then cool. jesse decided she wanted to start a podcast and so i describe it as she's the captain of that ship and i kind of hang on uh by the nacelles and just kind of <laughs> hop hop on for, for the ride life. yeah, yeah. So, for your life <laughs> uh, so are you her Riker then 
I guess the number one. People have been trying to say, like, who's Picard, who's Beverly. I see us as, like, the lower deckers. Like, we're just kind of, <laughs> yes. Fair you know, watching I'm, the closest, watching I'm the Mariner. Yeah, I'm Mariner. That, that was the closest <laughs> comparison I could here, give yeah. you. So. Yeah. I appreciate it. And thank right. you to everybody in the chat that's showing so much love. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, this is awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I grew up and with I'm Star apparently Wars, 13 again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with Star Wars, so this whole Star Trek universe is completely new to me, but I've been having a great time. So. Yes. And I also love Star Wars, but I my growing up was Star, it was really Star Trek for me. Mm -hmm. So kind of a both end. So I want to make one quick comment about one of the things that that you just said. Uh, you said enough with the shout outs. First off, there's never enough time for shout outs, especially okay. in, in, in an indie <laughs> podcast community, because we all rely and, and lean so heavily on one another. And, mm -hmm. and to help our, to help Absolutely. us grow, to learn things, and all these different things. And so, if you've got people that that you have leaned upon and you've learned from, you know, by all means, shout them out. Let give them the credit they're, that they're due. I think that's awesome that you did that. So, very cool. We probably will continue to as the chat. There's so Throughout, many people yeah. <laughs> bonkers are blowing up the chat right now. We've got Jackie's <laughs> there. Uh, I know Rosie was on earlier with Jesse, and yeah, it's where's uh, Beverly podcast, Adrian and Sophia. Adrian, yeah, yeah, yeah Adrian, <laughs> Sophia for sure. Yep, <laughs> we are bonkers, and yep. they are awesome. <laughs> uh, speaking of shout outs, Jason from, from Three Geeks Podcast. There we go, we'll shout him out. He we do a lot, <laughs> we actually do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot with Jay and, and the guys in Three Geeks, even though you know, I think they're back down to fully uh, Three Geeks now. But it so. was like there was like a roving band of seventeen geeks at one point. But they're <laughs> uh, really cool show. And if you guys aren't following Three Geeks, please go check them out. They do some really wonderful stuff, and we always look forward to our next uh, our next opportunity to work with them. Jason so. is now my Last of Us watch partner. Oh, there you go. Unfortunately, right. I watch it on Sundays. He watches it on Monday, so I watch it Sunday night, and then I'm like. All day Monday with the come on, just <laughs> watching the show. I like that John Watts said, uh, "Grab it by the nacelles" is going to be his new personal phrase book in his new personal phrase book. Edward. I go. too. Well, we got to put that on a t-shirt. Right there, you go. <laughs> we know about. I got so many t-shirts I have to make. I'm going to need to make a list. <laughs> so, where are you guys at in the uh, Star Wars? Not Star Wars. Star Trek universe. Like, have I you watched it all? I'm, Jess, I'm trying. Jess I'm trying. That way. Um, so in the last year, I've now watched The Next Generation, Picard, DS9, Strange New Worlds, and Lower Decks. You are so far ahead of me. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> and now my husband is trying to, his, he's watched it all. Like I said, he's the huge Star Trek fan, and he's now re-watching Voyager. And he's like, come on, let's go. And I'm like... I just finished DS9. Let me have a break. <laughs> That's what you said to me too. I'm like, we're going because Star Trek Picard season three is coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we're very excited about this as TNG fans. But Jesse and I kind of rewatched. We well, I never saw DS9 except for a couple of episodes. So Jesse and I kind of we didn't plan it, but we watched it around this at the same time. So we mm -hmm. binge watched. Yeah. DS9. I have seen the original series. I've seen the animated series. I mean, I'm suggesting for her to watch the animated series, which is so you out of feel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no time for that now. There's no time, as Michael Scott. I have seen say. like five uh, official episodes of the original series, so I feel like <laughs> yes, you're I'm getting there. You're a Trekkie. Anybody who likes any any Star Trek is a Trekkie in my yeah. book. So no matter what you like. It's all awesome. I've seen Lower Decks, Discovery. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Tim, you are a Trekkie. This is the first time I've ever oh, been I called declare, a Trekkie in my I life. Know, <laughs> I have 
no like authority to say that, but no, I'll fan, take it. I'll, <laughs> I will happily take it. I, I'm, uh, I'm kind of stalled out in, in, cause I'm trying to watch it from, you know, the original series and I kind of stalled out in season two, um, yeah. because I just, I hit my Kirk limit and I, and I just, I, <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of at the wall and I'm like, okay, I'm done here for a little You're bit. You're not missing much with season three. I could do some episode recommendations for you, but I've seen all of TOS. I've seen the movies. I've seen all the movies, all the, all the new stuff, I believe. Um, I watched Voyager live, but I'm kind of doing a Voyager re- rewatch now nice. in preparation. Okay. Um, and I have not seen Enterprise. So that's kind of my one track that's still yeah. hanging out. And I love Bacula. So I don't know. I don't know what Thank you. There. Thank you, Twin B76. I do appreciate that because you're right. He is a lot. Just I uh, have the half the time. I'm just like Jackie is correct. What? Yes. Just just shut up. Uh, but I don't know what you're talking, talking about, about him. About. I, yeah, I, so I'm I glad I'm not the only one who does a horrible impression of that. But so, uh, bad. It's he. No, I mean, I don't disrespect. I've kind of. But. I kind of jumped. Oh, it's okay. You can disrespect yeah. him. I'm okay with it. Uh, I jumped off of of. TOS for a little bit and went to uh, Lower Decks and Prodigy trying to mm-hmm. get, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, let's go to something that's more fun. And uh, I watched a couple episodes of DS9 because we've had Armin Shimmerman on the show mm-hmm. and, oh, cool. and, he's and, and he's coming back in about a week to come back. He's round two with Armin. Uh, so we're actually very excited that A, that he said yes the first time, B, that <laughs> He, we didn't scare him away, and he's actually coming back. Uh, After so, the first interview with him, he said, "Okay, so the next time we do this," and I'm like, "Yay!" Did you see? Did you see him on Lower Decks? He was on Lower Decks. I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm only a couple oh, episodes. Spoilers. Ahead. Apologies. It's it's okay. <laughs> We're dropping spoilers all the time. Well, here, it, no, well here's bad. here's the thing. For anything that's been out for any length of time, I'm not real big on spoilers. It's I only get concerned with like um uh that came out this morning, you giant <laughs> bag of buttholes. Could yes. you give us time to watch yeah. it? All these people so. watching these Picard season three screeners, I'm like, you guys better not say anything for the next know, two months. Back. Yeah. But I, I yeah. I haven't watched any of Picard yet, but I'm actually excited and probably will start watching it just because Mika Burton is coming into season three as Jordi yes. LaForge's daughter. Yes. And I'm like, yay! <laughs> yeah. After growing up watching Star Trek and reading Rainbow, I'm like, I am a huge LeVar Burton fan. So then to see his daughter get to play his daughter on screen, I'm like... I'm not gonna cry. You're gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to watch season one and two. They said it's so funny. They're like, definitely watch the next generation, rewatch that, but don't worry about Picard season right. one or two. So anybody who's a fan of Picard season one or two, my apologies. Right. Uh, you know, we're I'm kind of go ahead on the and fence watch season on one. I think, I think okay they with... should watch Picard. Yeah. I would suggest watching Picard season, season two one is a and little two. off left field, but season one, yeah. I'm it's okay. We're good. Season one, check it out. John, I, I was yeah. not. I was not particularly referring to you, John. You usually do pretty good at uh, at at least masking your at least masking your comments. And he usually starts off with, "Oh, my Kate. Okay, has everybody watched it yet?" Because uh, we have our we have our we have our podcast group chat on Facebook. You know, we we message each other probably too often, but that's another another topic. Um, that's a topic yeah. for our therapist. <laughs> my therapist is tired about hearing it. No, let's put it that way. Um, so yeah, but Rosie says that she loves TOS, loves TNG, some DS9, a little Voyager. She also said just a moment ago that she's a brown coat, which uh, if you guys haven't heard, we also have Jewel State coming to the show here very shortly, who played Kaylee Fry on on Stargate. 
No, I'm sorry. On Firefly, I got my I got it mixed up, and she was also <laughs> on Stargate as well. So um, we love Strange New Worlds because we love Op- Open Pike, and actually, Open Pike got Jesse into Strange New Worlds. Yep, and actually got me on the podcast for the first time too. Yes, <laughs> so, so we love Strange New Worlds. Those those boys. Mm-hmm. They set the strain um, going. More yeah. Tagus. More Tagus. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Um, so I watched the the first episode of Strange New Worlds almost on a lark. I was bored. I wasn't sure what, you know, I, I there wasn't anything else out that I wanted to watch right then, right there that I hadn't already seen. And I'm like, well, and I had heard some decent buzz about Strange New Worlds. So I'm like, I'll check it out. But there, I think at that time there was already a couple episodes out when I actually decided to sit down and watch it. And I went... About halfway through the first episode, I'm like, oh, this, this ain't so bad. I, I could probably watch this. And then before I knew it, I was into episode two and I think then episode three. I just It just kind of kept on going. Do you uh, like Sam Kirk? Um, I don't I don't know. I, I was kind of indifferent towards him. Because um, I know you don't if you don't like the, the Shatner, they're not doing it like Shatner, but like he, it's no, not I, like, yeah, but Sam Kirk to me, I love his portrayal on there i think that's great. i thought he i thought he was fine i was just in, indifferent towards him my still my favorite new my favorite character was hammer and nice. i'm oh. and oh. you know so so spoilers <laughs> he swan dives with a, with a gorn baby wrath of Khan uh, style yeah that's right so yeah <laughs> i so i was a little disappointed about that and when we we got a chance to sit down with bruce horak and we talked with him uh you know that was he had some pretty interesting theories about how Hammer could actually come back in, in different timelines and in mm-hmm. different things. But, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, this is true. Open Pike Night is the official podcast of Sam Kirk's mustache. So, <laughs> and uh, also Rosie, um, uh, Sudden But Inevitable or Open Pike Night refers uh, you to uh, Strange New Worlds after you're done watching Disco. So. But, Which I went backwards. I haven't watched Discovery yet. <laughs> Bruce Hart, <laughs> Barista. Plenty of time to catch up. <laughs> so right. yeah, so I'm I'm hoping to get back into. Uh, I'm going to pick and choose probably some of the episodes and in, in uh, uh, the rest of season two for the original series, and I'm going to jump in with. I don't know. Pro- probably jump into. Uh, go straight next to uh, the next generation, and then kind of kind of go on from there. I t- I tend to like to watch things in chronological order, mm-hmm. um, you know. And Give you can TNG make the- a break for the first two seasons. It's, yeah. it's a little rough. Oh my start. gosh, I was just thinking that, Michelle. Yeah, because <laughs> that was you're, my you're husband's warning. Hard. You're be like, <laughs> my husband is, warned me. He was this like, is "Not what I was promised." He's but like, "Season three, season three. Yeah, I'm okay with that because I mean, I even when I refer people to watching, like one of my all time favorite shows, um, you know, TV series is actually the Clone Wars from Star Wars, the animated series. Uh, and love the Clone Wars. yeah, but I always yeah. tell people, please don't judge it on season one. Mm-hmm. Get into season two. Get in beyond that. I mean, there's so much story that they're setting up, and so so much that they have to build up to get to the good stuff mm-hmm. that you got to get through that. So you got to get past thinking it's a kids show. Right. When the when the soldiers' heads start falling off beside them, you realize it's no longer a kid show and it's fun. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, even Prodigy is like that, where it, it is supposed to be a kid show, but really it's for adults and kids. But mm-hmm. I've watched some of the Clone Wars, and I'm glad you said that, because I did have a hard time getting into it. Yeah. Both, both uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels, you have to get through season one, and then the story really takes off from there. It's... 
I honestly think, you know, I know we've been talking a lot about Star Trek, but to go over to Star Wars for just a quick second here, I really believe that's Dave Filoni's storytelling style. He Mm -hmm. builds you the clock to tell you the time. Yep. And, but the good thing about that is there's, there's such a great payoff at the end, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with everything and the way the story builds up. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. I had, I had a harder time. What's that? You have made so much progress in six years. (laughs) (laughs) I had a hard time with Rebels too, especially because I loved Clone Wars so much. And I loved how they were taking the story and just building all that backstory to it, mm-hmm. especially because I'm not a fan of episode one, two, and three <laughs> of Star Wars. Um, but season three for Rebels, I was like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Season so, yeah. three of Rebels is great. Oh, my gosh. Totally. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Season three of Rebels is amazing. Season four is very good. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end of season four, grab your tissues. That's all I'm going to say. Yep. Um, and season seven of Clone Wars, grab your tissues. That's all I'm yep. going to say. <laughs> I have watched each of those series, I well, at least eight, ten times all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm like... Okay, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to cry today. It's going to happen. I know it's happening. You just yeah. kind of, you just got to go for it. And yeah, Rosie, payoffs are good. If you can build it, and, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, um, the, uh, the baseball movie with Costner, uh, build a dream. Build dreams. If, build you, if you build it, they will come. And that's hopefully what's going on. I thought that was from things. Muppets. <laughs> I love the I'm, Muppets. Hey, I love Kermit. the Muppets. I'm not sure Kermit said that, but he made it very bad. No. It was, in, uh, it. it was animal. <laughs> it was from it was Muppets. Animal. No, it was from Muppets in Space. And oh, the, yeah. uh, I love Muppets uh, in Space. How did the I King Crab and the other guy like said to Gonzo <laughs> behind the fan, they were like, build a jacuzzi. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Gonzo's so an alien. Yes. There oh, you gosh. go. Uh, yeah, uh, he does. You have a masterful use of tropes. He he builds on the stuff that you read and see every single day, mm-hmm. and pulls out some really good storylines from those things. You know, uh, the the hidden in plain sight stuff is the what I like the most. With yeah, him. you know, uh, the stuff that you know that's coming, and you you know it's coming, and you can feel it coming. You know it's yeah. getting set up, and it's you know. Here it is. You already knew this what it, what it was, but here's the awesome storyline that's behind it. So yeah, I do like that. And yes, Cad Bane is awesome. He's my favorite <laughs> bounty hunter. Justice for Cad. <laughs> I'm not even gonna I argue got, with that. I know me either. Now it's funny because you know we've been talking a lot about season three of Picard because the trailer dropped yesterday, and there's a certain way it looks like it's going, and everyone's like, "But that's too tropey," and like. But it could still be good. Like, even though you know what that might be, if the story's good and you're not expecting it to be like that, then I'm all for it. Yeah, but tropes so. are tropes for a reason, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, because they're tried and true. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you and yeah, you can, of course, do bad tropes. Bad tropes, you, yep. You could do a bad take on a trope. That, that happens all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, if they build it well and they do it well, if you build it, they will come. And, you know, so yep. hopefully that's what they're doing with Picard as well. That's what I'm hoping for. We I never don't hope. like Space Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take the sky from me. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, huh. All right. So, yeah, they like your shirt, by the way. Uh, yeah, this was Jesse's okay. design here. Yeah. 
Looks very. I, I, I Jesse nice. does some nice artwork. I try, <laughs> and some good fan vids too. Very uh, multi-talented. There you go. Yeah, that's just my therapy. That's all it is. <laughs> right there. What Melissa's saying, right there. Very, very good note. Tropes mm-hmm. aren't always bad. Exactly. It's the writing that matters. It's how exactly. you. Yes. It's how and you build from it. From what I understand, Terry Metalis is a master. He's showrunning Picard season three. So mm-hmm. I think we are in for a good ride. If anything is uh, to be said of the people that have had the screeners and are coming back with just some really positive stuff. So I feel we're, like yeah. he's, we're hopeful. I feel like he's gonna, optimistic. Yeah. I feel like he's going <laughs> to give the fans what they want in a way that we never expected. Which is what we, which is perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. just, just fine. It, yeah. mm-hmm. That could be amazing. Mm-hmm. And Kathleen, somebody likes your critical role shirt. Well, I thank y'all. Yeah. The, the unicorn sweatshirt is also critical role, but it was too warm because there's a heat vent right under my desk. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also yeah, why I'm sitting like You don't this. want you passing out or anything, so, you know. <laughs> like, I have put my legs up on my bed so that they're not directly in front of the heat. Because it's the, oh, I'm going to get dizzy. You got to be comfy. Yeah. yeah, you look comfortable. Yes. As I'm over here walking through Hyrule. Because, okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're not well, as important as Link and Zelda. <laughs> look. I understand. That's fine. I, I, I just have to go defeat Ganon now. <laughs> oh, I let my husband do that for me. I did everything else. I was like, there you go. It's <laughs> the game for me. <laughs> well, I decided I was going to go hunting, but then there was a thunderstorm. And it's just, it's. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> Something about metal and lightning. I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> Star Trek. Star hey. Trek scenes lives. That's it. It worked out for Benjamin Franklin, you know, metal and lightning. You can't, might but it's really hard when you're walking through it. It's yeah. just zapping from your back, and you're like, wait, crap. Which one do I have? Um, do change I have the a shield? Change the sword. <laughs> Swap it out with a stick. I remember. Yes. <laughs> I always wanted a one of those uh, Ghostbusters power packs there. So you know, <laughs> the John, back. John has noticed your dedication as well, Kathleen. You know so. what, John was. Pretty comfy, Mister. Look, we, I'm just glad we have a fellow uh, female podcaster on. I, oh, is it great? Exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm watching so, all these screeners come game. back, which I love. Like no disrespect, but it's nice to nice to have a good mix. I appreciate absolutely. Yeah. So before we get into our topic, I just have one thing to say: is you learn twelve things about somebody by looking at their feet, Ew. and you only learn you only learn five things about somebody when you look them in the eye. All right, so we're done with Nick tonight. Uh, <laughs> Where did I'm where was that going? I do not care for feet. It's just not. No. Nobody does. No. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm Kathy just saying is you learn so much more about a person. And John, yes, in theory, we did have a topic. We actually gave them a topic. Talk. I we're having so much fun actually just chatting about likes and things. I, it's been a great conversation. <laughs> I hate to I drag no... that topic on, but there's a TNG yeah. episode that would that would definitely agree with with Nick there. <laughs> Uh, that episode with Troy and uh, that guy well, Mich- that oh that, Michelle's that, about to that, get kicked out of the group, but you know uh. <laughs> I'm trying to like make conversation with Nick because this is the first time I've heard him talk. So yeah, <laughs> like, Nick actually really does want to show his feet. He's just you know he's shy. He hasn't put a mustache on his toenails yet, but he's getting there. Two thousand subscribers. To be fair, I don't actually look at people's feet first. I was just saying that like. 
I, I do look nice them in the eye. Cover but... up. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Kathleen. We, hope. we can, we can yeah, only, so... again, we can only hope, <laughs> right? And now I know what's the first thing I'm going to have to talk about with the police when they come by. So, <laughs> so. Oh, great. Now I can't think of that. Now I keep thinking of that TNG episode. Thanks a lot, Michelle. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank TNG oh for gosh. objectifying Troy like that because they're good oh like gosh. that. It's like well, really they've done uh, that times that we've done. They like the episode, but everybody else is like, "No, thank you. No, thank this you. is fine." Hey, <laughs> uh. I put it out there a couple different times. Y'all are gonna mess around and get some feet pics if you don't subscribe to our Facebook, <laughs> our Facebook, but our YouTube channel. I better do that it's right now. Happen. Yes, you've been threatened. <laughs> That's right. I but am not a thousand subscribers. Tim and Nick still have to do the <laughs> putting on the Ritz from Young Frankenstein. This is true. Oh, with lightsabers. Go. Yeah, we're gonna use our lightsabers as canes. Instead of the canes. And, oh, awesome. And uh Young Frankenstein get... is like the third favorite movie of all time. Yeah, and I get to be <laughs> Frankenstein's monster and just do the <laughs> so chewing? really bad is that really chewy? bad, exactly. <laughs> really bad Chewbacca impressions. <laughs> exactly. No, I bought it. That's uh, yes. No, we could. I have a Wookie hat. We could make that happen. <gasps> oh my gosh! He's not wrong. We will threaten you. <laughs> Sign up or else. It's happening. I'm sure. I, maybe uh, maybe Jesse can take a page off your book there. <laughs> the next open bike night. But I think though that threat. So Nick can have an only friends. Ouch. <laughs> I came on here. I was told this is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... uh, stereotypical monster impression is offensive to monsters. Not if, not if they don't know it. Only if they hear it. If they're Only not they subscribing, they don't know. So, so yes. I'm good. Back to the other places offer incentives. I'm pretty sure that this is just a... It's, it's an incentive to not have to see something. You, it's all in how you look at it. It's, it's about perspective, really. So it comes down to, do you see it as a threat or do you see it as a way to avoid the danger? Right. I don't is know. Jesse, want to start is it a heads up for the danger? <laughs> you know? What can we threaten our Bev heads about? We, like, we, we start off making a banana hammock. We're going to bring on Pulaski episodes. Yeah, we, that's true. We're going yeah. to start off with an image of Nick and, and just like, you know, a banana hammock. And then he's and, and then everybody that subscribes will put more clothes on. I mean, you've already seen me as a geisha. So there's that. There's that. <laughs> Kathleen's like, can I just turn yeah. my camera off and go away now? That's why Kathleen was, was playing a video game. You understand? I, this? I, I'm like, if I turn my camera off and I pretend that it's technical difficulties, I can just disappear. Now, Bevheads, exactly. that, that's been used since the 80s, I understand. So I do not take credit for that. Starfleet Boy, uh, he has a, a YouTube channel and a, a Twitter page. He kind of introduced, he's a big Bevhead. He introduced us to that phrase, and we have run but with it. I thought it. Fathery did that one, Michelle. Oh, maybe it was it, Fathery. Yeah, because mm -hmm. Bonkers has been around since 87. Well, Fathery, no, Fathery but just Fathery... told me on the last podcast. Oh, that, did he? Okay. Yeah, then... I was I was under the impression that it was them, but then they said it's been around way longer. Actually, it might have been Aaron, Aaron schooled him on it, I think. I think that was okay. what was going on. <laughs> I see. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. my laundry from there. All right. And, and so, the opposite of strip poker is dress poker. <laughs> Start with a pile of clothes on the floor, put them on as you go. All right. 
So, uh, we actually did have a topic for these guys when we brought them in tonight. We just, we, like I said, we've been having so much fun, didn't want to rush into it. But we're also 36 minutes into an hour-long podcast. So, I kind of figure at some point we should probably talk to you about the topic that we made you guys worry about all week. So, uh, <laughs> Wait, we were supposed to worry about it? Well, not Jesse you. and I worry. We have I, I we get really anxiety worried. about yeah. these things. I'm right. worried about I drugs. <laughs> Jesse and Michelle were worried about it. Nick was overthinking it, and Kathleen's like, "I got Zelda." I'm so, still uh, overthinking it, and I'm not quite sure where I'm going with it. So. You overthinking something? Never, never, ever, ever would I've su- suspected that. Oh, me and have Nick you looked into anti-anxiety <laughs> medications? Nick, they're very helpful. Me? Yes, I, I am currently on one, and it helps me greatly. Oh, Nick and his overthinking. Oh, oh, yeah, him. Okay. I was overthinking everything today, and I took an extra pill, and then what, went out the window. Ta-da! <laughs> Goodbye, overthinking. All right. Dr. So on, Dr. Crusher prescribed. <laughs> yep. So on uh, on our last live show, which was, which was on the 16th, so two weeks ago, uh, last week was a replay episode. It was our night off, but we had uh, the the fellows from uh, some nobodies was was on, and we talked about a, our, a new topic, a new game. We called it character drop. So tonight we're going to try something new. This is the first time we've ever done this, as well. So uh, if it sucks, we don't do it again. It's so pressure. Uh, <laughs> we've had, look, we've had a few things that have failed epically. Mad libs. And um, <laughs> if this goes that route, we, we we just leave it there and everything will be fine. So tonight our topic is called Still Better Than. So what it is, we're going to talk about one thing that we love, but even though there's something about it that we don't particularly enjoy. And then we're going to talk about, even though I don't particularly enjoy this thing, it's still better than this and I would still rather watch it than this. Okay, so I'll go first to kind of set the example and then Nick will be able to un think so much and because he'll see an example in, in place or he'll completely right. overthink it or he may this is entirely possible he may go just uh off the other direction all right so uh as it's been noted many many times i am a huge fan of star wars i there's not a star wars movie i hate other than the holiday special but that's a whole nother thing uh, i say that a lot by the way that's a whole nother thing yep and um so one of my least favorite movies, though, is The Phantom Menace. Now, the reason why uh, The Phantom Menace, even though I love almost everything Star Wars, I really, really, really have a hard time with Jar Jar. I was not of the right age group. Oh, yes. And so when I went to go see him, he was really bad, badly placed comedy, poorly written comedy. Mm-hmm. I felt like he, his storyline, his comedy, actually, was kind of just forced in there. My problem is not with Ahmed Best. I love Ahmed Best. He did he did great in the role that he was paid to do. I have no problem with the actor whatsoever. And for those of you who are still getting after Ahmed about the job that he was paid to do, dude, get a different hobby. Anyway. Yeah, it's not his fault George Lucas is terrible at writing. Exactly. <laughs> Lucas, I've said this many times. Lucas is the idea guy. He should not be allowed anywhere near a keyboard. So, yes. Um, that's why he has Dave Filoni and now John Favreau and a, a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and John, no, 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 no. <laughs> Dear God, no. Dorothy was Dorothy. On the <laughs> yeah, she she's got a whole this. whole shaking number that she. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. So even though I love Star Wars, I can't stand Jar Jar Binks, and I've I've been 
heard a rumor for some time. I still haven't been able to find it that there's supposedly a edit of Star Wars Phantom Menace out there without Jar Jar in it completely. And I'd love to find that. However, when you do, please send it my way. <laughs> absolutely. I'll be more than happy please, to share that. You can't stand Jar Jar. You have no idea. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so even though I love Star Wars, that's my issue. However, that, as much as I can't stand Jar Jar, is anything is better than anything Tom Cruise related. Now, <laughs> I can't stand Tom Cruise. I despise the man with a passion. He'll never be on the show, mainly because I would never take him on the show. Tim's uh, my and, new best friend. <laughs> and, and I'll take that. I, the, oh I will wear that badge with honor. So originally, I was going to talk about the movie, that the franchise that he destroyed, The Mummy. Uh, but I hadn't watched that because I hate Tom Cruise. And I decided that I was going to sit down and watch it. But then I saw this article uh, from Entertainment Weekly where Brendan Fraser explains why the Mummy reboot flopped because it wasn't any good and it wasn't <laughs> fun. That's that's Brendan Fraser's words, not mine. Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser's. And frankly, Brendan Fraser could do no wrong. So he's right. And um, Fraser, like Fraser. I always say Frazier. I don't care. Anyway, he can correct me He's in person. He's correcting people. And if we get him on the show, I would love for him to correct me. Please. The uh, exactly. <laughs> there was a reason why I threw it out there incorrectly. I'm hoping he'll come on and correct me. So instead, I decided I decided to choose a movie of his that I actually have watched and that I was actually kind of excited to watch, even though it had Tom Cruise in it. And that was the movie Valkyrie because I love World War II history and I was mm-hmm. excited by the, the, the prospect of showing the movie of, of the group of men who were trying to stand up against Hitler and everything that, it, that Hitler was doing and what were trying to go against him. My problem is not one of them would talk with even the slightest bit of a German accent. They're all just like, hey, Bob, we're going to go against Hitler now. And I had a distinct problem with the, the movie. There was a it was written okay, but there was, I don't know. I had, I, I could not put my hatred for Tom Cruise in the box off to the side and go, okay, this movie could be okay. And the problem, the thing is, is that I'm not the only one who feels that way. Uh, most, most critics and even, you know, your average viewers who watched it, they will tell you that it was decently written, but not all that exciting. It was a morally careful film. So they didn't take the chances that they should have taken probably with the movie. And it was uh, my new favorite film critic. His name, by the way, his name is Richard Propes from the independentcritic.com who said that the film's biggest flaw was Tom Cruise. You, sir, are my new best friend. So <laughs> anyway. What about the War of the Worlds? Eh. No? Eh. I wasn't a no. It, yeah. wasn't the, it wasn't the worst movie he's ever done. I've seen a few Tom Cruise. It was it was not as okay. So I thought Minority Port Report was decent, but it was also the the same. I look at Tom Cruise like I see William Shatner. A lot of overacting. A lot of a lot of you know machismo. Like I'm the best. I don't know. He just books the crap out of me. So anyway, uh, but yeah. So Tom Tim Curry is magic. I'm kind of trying to catch up to the, some of the comments. Uh, let's see. I saw the Muppet Treasure Island was dropped there, which that is was my awesome. favorite Muppet movie. Now and I, I love have Tim to, Curry. I have to say, as a Muppet fan, Muppet Christmas Carol was mine. So, but I appreciate I appreciate the old school, like the original <laughs> Muppet movie. 
Don't, don't, they're just. Okay, I'll shut and up now yes, about my hatred for Tom Cruise. is a fantastic movie. No matter what Fred says. No matter what Fred says. <laughs> still owe Mr. Spooner an apology. <clears throat> quite possibly one of my favorite things ever no but it's a good point uh william shatner and tom cruise do both act like just it's like themselves acting it feels mm-hmm. like yes. as opposed to them slipping into a role uh-huh. there you go all right so kathleen i'm gonna make you go next what do you okay. got so i am a jack of all trades of sci-fi there is not one sci-fi that i love more than others which is hard because that actually made this really difficult. But I was thinking about Doctor Who. And I love Doctor Who. And I love all things Doctor Who. She's a Whovian. But also, how many times can you defeat the da- the, the Daleks and the Cybermen? <laughs> For the last time! I finally Preach defeat it. Them. And then they come back. Yep. Again. <laughs> it, it, it gets a little old. It gets a little old with the... The show has been going for almost. It looks like you've been triggered, Kathleen. (laughs) Just explaining this. That that happens a lot on Crusher Convo, so we recognize it. We recognize it. Like the Daleks are back. Daleks are back. And I mean, it's it's hard because yes, it's a sixty-year-old franchise, but come on, come up with new ones. Yeah. However, that being said, I will watch Daleks and Cybermen any day. Over Dune. Now, which one? Which one? Yeah, which one? Yeah. Either of them. Oh, really? <laughs> I that did make it all the way one. through the new one. <laughs> I did actually watch the new one with Timothy Chalamet. Really? Okay. The original one, I made it to the 30 minute mark, and that is as far as I have gone with it because it was the, this is the slowest piece of crap. See, I'm holding up my fingers here, and, and this imagine this to be a, a piece of bamboo. Now, for the first one, you have to insert the bamboo directly yes. under the fingernail. Uh. Like, so John and I were watching it, and it was the, okay, because I had to watch it for, for something. Okay. That's why you watched it right there. That is why I watched it. That is the only thing. That She's like. She's like, two problems, number one, he shaved his face, number two, he didn't take his shirt off. What the hell? Right? No, and so when I had when I watched the first one, I watched the first one. I mean, I watched the first thirty minutes of the first one for our show. That was the only reason I have ever watched Dune, and it was the I will try to make it thirty minutes into this. I will try, and it was the twenty-five minute mark. I'm like, okay, I can, I can do five more minutes. I can do five more minutes of this, and it was. I, I'm pretty sure on my HBO login, it is thirty minutes exactly on the playtime on to on Dune, and I have not touched it. <clears throat> I can't do it. <laughs> it's still hard to watch that and see Sting run around in his metal undies with Captain Picard. So <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Yep. That's right. So. Sir Patrick Stewart. Sorry. Sir. All right. All right. Nice one, Kathleen. I like it. All right, Jesse, you're next. Okay. So since I just I'm getting into Star Trek and just saw DS9, um, I really enjoyed Deep Space Nine. I thought the stories were awesome. I didn't really connect to the characters as much as the next generation, but it didn't really matter because everything, every episode, especially season six, was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> the finale of DS9, <laughs> I have a bit of an issue with 
because I thought it was really weird and just dumb that Cisco is just off in some temple <laughs> with the prophets and it just seemed too more fantasy like and I don't know it just didn't seem Star Trek to me and then the fact that he left Cassidy and the baby spoiler alert but I was all what the hell is this I don't get it but a lot of people know I'm a Xena fan I love Xena it's my favorite show growing up and nice I would watch the S9 finale over and over again rather than the finale of Xena I saw it once <laughs> never yep. saw it again it's been 20 years and I still haven't gotten over it it made no sense on why for one that she was killed in that manner <laughs> and two She's been redeeming herself this whole time. Why was it this group of people that she's like, I'll stay dead for them? Like, it made no sense. No sense. <laughs> and then Gabrielle all of a sudden is like, well, I'm the warrior. I was just, I'm out. <laughs> still watch. I mean, I'll still go back to my DVDs and watch it up until the finale. Like, I'm just, I can't, I can't. And that just hurts. I can't so in bad. a new finale for it. It's way better. <laughs> I, love, I love how Jesse's like, I'll watch all of it. Uh, and eject, except and for we're that. Done. We're not watching. She's like, my work is done. Here. <laughs> there are there are other shows that I, I agree with that. I agree with Jesse. I will not watch the finale of Xena again. I will not watch the finale of MASH ever oh. again. Oh. Ever again. Yeah. I cannot. Well, it's just hard. It's just I'm hard. It just didn't make sense to that. I'm worried about the match one now because I'm my wife and I've been rewatching that series all because that's one of my wife's favorite shows and I you know I think we're in the next to last season so okay that's good heads up all right <laughs> well, <laughs> one morning. of the most watched finales of all time right it is I think it, it was is, yeah it's also one of the hardest I mean and I'm telling yeah. you I was a Bad. huge Xena fan I have this massive collection I went to Xena conventions I met the actors I have autographs like you have, and that finale killed me i was 16 years old and i would never forget it and i was just done so this would ds9 mm -hmm. i'll repeat it over and over again all right yeah, very good <laughs> i like it you chose well okay thank you nick have you underthought it enough to to give some or do you need I, another I, I example think, yet no i think i think i've underthought it enough um okay <laughs> so i love the show firefly the only thing that I don't like about that show is that it ended way too early. Yup. And sure. but I would rather watch Firefly over and over and over again than watch The Last Airbender. <laughs> the, movie. the movie. The movie or the series? The movie. I'll watch the I'll watch the series all day long, but okay. I will not watch the movie. No, because the movie's <laughs> I have never watched the movie, mainly because my daughter is a huge anime fan, and she loves The Last Airbender, and she has threatened to throw things at my TV if I push play. Uh, I agree. <laughs> See, and I watched I watched the movie before I ever watched the cartoon, the anime. Oh, no. So the, the, the movie wasn't as bad until I watched the original, and then I'm like, oh, wow, that's why everybody hated it. Ugh. Right. I think that... I think that I would have to, and I've only watched a couple episodes of uh, Avatar with her, you know, The Last Airbender, mm -hmm. the Nickelodeon series. I've only ever watched a couple episodes of that, but I think I could probably still get away with watching the movie and then coming back. 
because like literally I've seen two, maybe three episodes. And one of them, I may have been uh, ankles deep in a uh, Twitter conversation with somebody else about something, you know, in you know general. But yeah. So I, I will say that I was when I went and saw the movie in He's theaters, unfortunately, um, <laughs> I was like, this can't be it. Like, if they were releasing the next fulfillment in the storyline, I might go and see it. But I was just like wanting more and I couldn't get it. Okay, John raises a very good point here. You you watch the last Airbender movie, which is supposedly horrible, which I have to say supposedly because I've never watched it. But you still haven't watched The Rise of Skywalker, which is 50-50 with people as to whether it's decent or it sucks. And I'm depends on which day is 51%, which day is 49% for me. Uh, so, but, and Kathleen says thanks, but no thanks. You're going to watch it. You are. We're, Eventually, we're, yes. Uh, guess what's coming to our Patreon? A watch party with Kathleen for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> so. Kathleen is duct taped into a chair. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, we're gonna like clockwork orange you and like, pull open your eyelids and the whole thing. I'll um, watch clockwork orange. I have no problem doing that. So Rise of Skywalker is also the best. What we're gonna do is we're gonna watch clockwork orange. 50-50 is generous. <laughs> <laughs> um, somehow Palpatine returned. Worst line in cinematic history ever. See, and I think that that was why, like, when he just, when uh, he, he just out, showed up. And it was the, that's what everybody was like, and somehow Palpatine, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm done. That's. <laughs> I thought the, the one of the best things about, about Rise of Skywalker, in my opinion, is that at least they gave Leia a dignified send off. Yes. Mm-hmm. They gave, they, they finished out her storyline very well with the, with the, with what they had to work with. And I'm, I was happy that they took care of it that way. Yeah. And then there's the whole. Exegold trip and <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, so there are some very redeeming qualities and some very redeeming things about the rise of Skywalker. Uh, that's a whole nother rant. I need to shut All up. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, your episode. To... Wait a second. I will make a deal with you, Tim. Okay. We can Patreon watch party make Kathleen watch episode nine. As long as there is also a Patreon watch party, make Tim watch cats. That's cruel and unusual. That <laughs> was no making it. me watch episode nine. Are you no, and Tim was... friends? I don't understand. <laughs> I, no, I don't know. Cats is bad. He <laughs> is the little sister I never wanted. Um, here's the thing. I've already seen cats and I know it sucks. That's the difference. The 2019 version with Furry Taylor Swift? Have you seen that one? Oh, God. CGI cat buttholes, Tim. No, God. (laughs) All right. Anyway, we need to shut up. We need to give uh, the the floor here to Michelle because it's totally, totally not going to be that exciting. (laughs) It's gotten better than talking about cats. I have overthought this more than Nick has, and I've flip flopped (laughs) back and forth about what to talk about. So for me, I will start with I love the X Files. So I am a big X-Files fan, grew up an X-Files fan, watched it when it was on. 
there were some rough seasons and particularly season nine was a little rough for me with the X-Files season eight, season nine, um, the reboots, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but as a whole, like the X-Files, like I would rather watch any X-Files episode than watch Star Trek Nemesis. And <laughs> shots fired by a wow. Trekkie, by a TNG fan, and and let me tell even you why. Season ten, because even season ten, because <gasps> there's some great episodes in season ten. It's I would watch even the worst one. episode of season ten. Oh my god! Uh, okay, then Nemesis, and I'll tell you why. Because and I, there are great I, I scenes in all Nemesis. the Beverly Crusher scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a Beverly Crusher fan. And they, they literally cut, cut out her entire story arc in the movie. It's literally yeah, in deleted scenes. And you yep. can see it. And you see an entire character arc. The only character arc she ever got in the movies completely cut out. Plus, plus the director, if you watch director commentary in the behind the scenes, you see how giddy the director was over the worst choice in the movie, aside from cutting out Beverly's storyline, which was Troy's violation. I had to watch. We finally got Riker and Troy together. And yep. what do we get? She's being assaulted mm -hmm. by Picard's clone. And On her wedding night. Yeah, it's just awful. And it's like, this was 2002, not 1988. Like, we have not progressed that. at all. So <laughs> There's a reason why I played. <laughs> so Nemesis is particularly Locked painful. Plus, like, they mourned, spoiler alert, Data dies. And for <laughs> nothing, they, they mourn data for five seconds. And then, oh, well, there's B4, his, like, his, you know, his B4 brother. Like, mm -hmm. You know, so there were a lot of problems with Nemesis. Not to say there aren't scenes that I loved in that movie, but I think I'd rather watch any X-Files than have to rewatch that entire movie from beginning to end. This is why we're co-hosts, because I just knew. Yeah, you... You said it. That's it. Like, so the whole time you're talking about Nemesis, I was over here like Gandalf. I have no memory of this place. <laughs> so, I've literally never seen it. So I'm taking... well, I haven't seen a lot of the movies that you've name dropped. So I, I felt bad. I'm like, I haven't it's actually right. watched Dune. I don't know. Uh, but I, I understand if people haven't seen Nemesis, just it's okay. You can give it a skip um, and uh, just <laughs> find a synopsis somewhere about what happened. So you kind of know that yeah, it is John... dead. Yeah. John says that Nemesis is a re remarkable disappointment in the Star Trek franchise. I think I've seen it once, and that was enough. Mm -hmm. It's like my and, finale of Xena. Yeah. Yes, it was. That was it. But yeah. if you think about it, Tim, it is. It is. You don't remember it because your brain has protected you from the crap that is Nemesis. It is a trauma response. Your brain has done the nope. Yeah. I, well, see, my brain may have been like, "Huh, Star Trek? There's Star Wars over here. Let's just go over there." <laughs> I'm pretty it. sure that's what happened. To be honest with you, and I just avoided it completely. Yeah. So, not that my brain was being smart and protecting me ahead of time. That's <laughs> that's adorable. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, actually, I thought that was a lot of fun, guys. Thanks. Well, we might lot. actually try this again on, Thank a, you. on another another episode. <laughs> yep. Are you serious? Um, that's we like didn't all, tank it. We did good, Jesse. We didn't destroy a we didn't destroy a bit for another podcast. This is no, good. you 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 survived it. Way to go. Uh so hey, just as a note for some upcoming uh pre-recorded episodes that we've got coming up. Now we mentioned earlier on that we do have uh Jewel State from Stargate and Firefly coming. We also have Armin Shimmerman making uh 2.0. 
uh, coming here shortly. But we also have a gentleman named uh, Alex Hyde White. Now, he played Richard Reed, Mr. Fantastic, in the 1990s uh, version of the Fantastic Four. It was It's now a cult classic movie. But he was also, uh, in the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, he played young Henry, uh, Henry Jones, Indiana oh. Jones' father, before Sean Connery, so they could de-age him and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, but we've also uh, recently interviewed Cal Dodd, Lenore Zapp, and George Buza from X-Men 97, which is the upcoming on Disney Channel uh, here shortly, which is a uh, not a reboot, but a continuation of the X-Men animated series from the 90s. So oh, if you were a fan of that, uh, that is coming up. And also want to show this. This is a picture of of uh beast signed by george buza when his episode goes live this friday there will be three of these up for auction and now the reason i mention that here and now is that we work with a, a charity called wish upon a teen wonderful charity they help out kids uh, who have been in hospitals for an extended period of time and so they help out sick kids when they need it most they helped out my daughter during her 97 day hospital stay they're wonderful people and we want to be able to help them out as much as we can so if you're a fan of X-Men, that picture's coming. We have pictures of Rogue from Lenore Zapp. We have pictures of Wolverine signed by Cal Dodd. And we have we're in we're in the works on something else. I can't say what it is just yet because we haven't got finalized the confirmation of it, but there's possibility of some pretty big uh, signed memorabilia coming forward that we'll be able to uh, put up for auction for you guys to to get your hands on and uh, some of you uh, some people will be a little more excited about it than others. We'll just say that. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I'm excited. I loved X-Men. I was going to say, you're a big X-Men fan, oh, right, Jess? I, I mean, I had two parakeets named Phoenix and Saga. Like, that oh, nice. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I just watched them for Patrick Stewart. So, I was, Well, I that's was, why yeah. when it became mm -hmm. the movies and he, I was like, Charles Xavier is, I like cried. It was like yeah. a great experience. I didn't yeah. watch them until after I watched TNG. So that you're talking. Like, I'm, I'm backwards. Yeah. Patrick yeah. is my Charles first before Picard. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Same I here. Love that. <laughs> love the animated series. So last Friday, our guest was author, journalist, and associate editor of StarWars.com, Kristen Baver. Baver? Baver. Baver. Not only does she work in the universe that we all love, but she writes about it as well. Christian. Kristen has authored some great Star Wars books. Uh, like Scar Skywalker, or that you Star Wars books you need to know about Skywalker, A Family at War, The Art of Star Wars, The High Republic, and Star Wars Timelines. Not to mention all the interviews and articles she's written and published for StarWars.com as well. We talked to Kristen about how she got into the universe, what keeps her coming back, and even some talk about her cat, one Hector Smidget. Smidget. <laughs> we also talk about how she does her work, picks her projects, and have her answer some questions from fans of the show. I cannot read tonight. We were <laughs> totally picking up on that. Here's a here's a little trailer about Jack Kristen, though. And I just put you know, everything I could into that book during that process uh, with the idea that, you know, I hope I get to do more of these. I hope I get to write other books, but if this is the only book I ever get to write in this space, I'm going to make it count. I was, you know, the, the, the 12 year old kid sitting here going, hi, thanks for talking to me. This is cool. <laughs> <clears throat> Sam Whitworth. I'm mixing all the fandoms today. The Vulcan mind. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> like it's all just coming together. 
Hello, this is Kristen Baver, and you're listening to the FSF Podcast. Your home for the all nerdy, no dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. It's like, that's a that's a 2023 problem, Nick. I don't know. It'll come out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that's 2023 Kristen's problem. Yeah, exactly. I keep trying, yeah. my brain keeps trying to check out a 2022. I completely understand. Right. That is so cool. Right. <laughs> did she say Vulcan in there? I heard a Vulcan. She oh, did. Yeah. yeah. There's Vulcan mind meld reference. Yeah. I am pretty sure she referenced. I mean, she did Star Wars, Star Trek. She might have done Lord Fire of the Rings. Reference. There was a Lord there of the was. Rings reference. Yeah. No, it was. There's it a couple was a others. Rounded. I love Lord of the Rings. Conversation. Oh yeah. But you guys can still find that episode up on our YouTube channel and on your favorite audio podcast providers. And guys, do not forget. Your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. Remember, 1,000 subscribers. Nick and Tim have to do a silly dance. 5,000 <laughs> 5, subscribers. And I will do something stupid live on the internet. <clears throat> 2,000. It's not 5,000. You keep No, I'm calling five for this one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Gotta earn it's 2,000. It's 2,000. <laughs> and she's going to do something stupid too. So don't you worry about that. Yes, 2,000. I will do something stupid. 5,000. I will allow Tim to shave my head. On a live show, we have five thousand YouTube subscribers. I will let Tim shave my Make head it happen. on a live Make show. It happen. Wow. You guys are into like the threats here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Threatening you your great cool friendship. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Look at how big these ears are. I will look ridiculous with a shaved head. I will look like the eighth dwarf. Just you know what? So brave. We just put an arrow so on your head. I don't think look like the you'll look ridiculous, but I think you're brave. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> But guys, don't forget, click like and subscribe when you watch our videos on YouTube. Make us do stupid things for your entertainment. I'm a good boy. (laughs) All right. So anyway, uh, be sure to tune in on Friday. You'll have have an interview with George Buza, a.k.a. Beast from X-Men the Animated Series and X-Men 97 coming up on Disney+. Plus. That'll be there, uh, not only, like we said, on YouTube, but also your favorite audio podcast provider. Want to say thank you to Jesse and Michelle for joining us tonight. If you liked our conversation, please go check them out on Crusher Convo. Uh, you guys are a lot of fun. You guys are a hoot to talk to. This is this has been one of our more fun live shows in, in quite a while. Uh, just oh, the engagement you. has been nice. has been a lot of fun. You guys are you guys. You are guys pretty... are fun. We, yeah, this oh. has been great. Oh, We're thank you so here. much. Thank you. So if you guys notice down in the show notes down below, you guys will see that we put their Twitter handle in there. Please go check them out on Twitter. Follow them on your favorite podcast providers. And just give these guys some support. They're just getting started out on, on their actual podcast. And we'd love to see them make a big splash. So, all right. Thank uh, you. Thanks. Yeah. Nice. So, I think that's going to conclude us for our live show. Because, you know, we're only like six minutes over. Who's counting? Hey. I'm not counting. Who's not counting? like there's anybody coming on after us. It's our show. We make the rules. <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, Mark. Long and Prosper, yes. <laughs> that one. There it is. So... <laughs> That's the one. Mm-hmm. I was getting there. I was making my <laughs> Those are reptilian and Nick. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was like quadruple <laughs> live one. I can't prosper. even do that one. I can only do that. You're the, I, can't I can't do, do that. There you go. And you're supposed nice. to be the, more of the Trekkie than I am. I'm over here like, you know, Star Wars boy going, hey, live long and prosper. And you're like, uh, reptiles. So, no, I was anyway. just saying live long and prosper multiple times. And to oh. all of the other critters that are out there tonight as well. And to all the other critters, a tasty good night. Goodbye!
Ciao. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF podcast or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.